Hey, sports fans. Damn, you look good today. Damn D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Thanks for tuning in. Today, uh, I'm going to talk a little college basketball, guys, because there's a little thing called the Sweet 16 happening, and we probably should get some insight on it. Not just from me. We had a guy named Brad Evans from the Fantasy Record Podcast. Yahoo sports writer. All-round sportsy guy. He's coming on to hang out. He's going to talk a bit about the Sweet 16, a lot about the Sweet 16, because the guy knows a shit ton about it. I'm not lying. It's He's unreal. He's a great dude. Also, fantastic sports mind. And you know what he likes to do once in a while? He likes to bet on a few things here and there. Just he, just a little bit. He's a big fan of it uh, and knows a ton about it. So uh, we're going to get him on the show. Of course, uh, we've got to pay some bills. By the way, if you like what you hear here, you do a couple things. Thing number one, you can go to uh, betonline.ag. Go to betonline. And then get yourself a, a bonus by using the promo code REVIEW. Use that code, get extra money in your account, bada bing, bada boom. Okay? And, uh, and other than that, there is um, there are some other things going on right now at Bet Online. One is like a last call $25,000 Sweet 16 bracket challenge. There's a small buy-in. You can do a bunch of brackets, but $25K on the line. None of this perfect bracket crap either. Like, the, the lo- like we, we're on to you. Okay? That doesn't happen. Instead, uh, it's just winner take all. If you got a good bracket, good enough bracket, you and a tiebreaker, you win the deal, and that's uh, and that's how it works. Okay, so uh, thanks for tuning in. Of course, you gotta subscribe to us if you're listening to it right now, and uh, you do that by going to the iTunes machine and, and hitting the button. Or if you're on iTunes right now, bang that su- subscribe button now. Uh, okay, guys, I'm Damon D. This is under review. Let's get this party started. Joining me now from uh, beautiful Colorado, right? One of the just rocky mountains and beer. And yes, as we discussed, uh, weed, quite a bit of it, um, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> we've got a very special guest, a guy named Brad Evans from the Fantasy Record Podcast that he is on with uh, with Brandon Funston and him do a show on um, on Podcast One. Uh, also, Yahoo Sports Writer, all-around sports guy. Brad, how you doing, buddy? I'm tremendous. I think that's the triath- a triathlon in Colorado. It's it goes beer, then weed, then mountains that, in that order. That's that's what you have to do. You've got to climb a mountain, um, smoke a doobie, and then uh, run down the mountain and chug a beer. Maybe yeah, ju- run yeah. up with a keg on your back. We may be onto something. I think, I think that needs to be an Olympic trial sport. Uh, maybe in 2020 in Tokyo. Just you think wheeling, the Japanese would be down with that? Yeah, you wheel a full keg around a, a marathon course, and then <laughs> yeah. smoke a dube every mile, and then and then whoever gets there, there you got you got everything. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think that's a great call. I would actually watch that. I would pay to watch that. I and the guy, it, it, the best part would be like the guy that won it would probably look more like me than an actual triathlete. You know, yeah, yeah, kind of like a curling superstar. <laughs> it would flame you know, the, out the people sure. in curling. I mean, they got big bushy beards. Some of the guys and and ladies got a little poundage <laughs> yeah. on them, and they just you know they scream out hard, sweep yeah. hard the entire time. And they're I usually be drunk. One of those athletes. Yeah, they're dominated by Canadians, also normally drunk and on weed. Hey, yeah, uh, how are things going over at the uh, um, in the fantasy sports land? 
Well, fantasy baseball is revving up, and I oh, don't man. know jack shit about it. Um, so I, I really don't know what's <laughs> going on. I need to do a crash course uh, in fantasy baseball research because I cover the sport for eight years. I have a draft on Saturday, but I've been so immersed in our college basketball coverage and also NFL free agency that I have no idea right now who is closing for, say, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, it, it, baseball is hard, though. It's it's a commitment. It is like you have to you're, you have to really turn it on. You're absolutely right. Like you have no room in the brain to like actually like you need to you need compartmentalize baseball, you know, because you just can't do it half assed or else you suck at it or it's really, really not fun. Yeah, I mean, for me, usually what happens, uh, I, I follow it very intently and closely, uh, you know, starting opening day, which is tomorrow, uh, as we're taping this podcast on a, what is today, Wednesday? We're on a Wednesday, yeah. Um, yeah, today's a Wednesday. I don't even know. All the days are blended together for me <laughs> as well. Again, it's it's the beer, it's the weed in the mountains. That's how it works in Colorado. <laughs> no, you know where you are. Uh, you, really, you really have no concept of just basic time. Uh, but usually by the 4th of July, I then start turning my attention to the gridiron, even though I've already written probably about 10,000 words about various NFL teams as lead up. And then my teams just fall apart in fantasy baseball. It's inevitable. Uh, I am a sucker bet. So if you want me in your fantasy bo- uh, baseball league, uh, I will gladly donate my hundred dollars. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I tell you, I like, um, had a draft, had a baseball draft on, on Monday and, mm. and I missed it. I just had a kid. Who's like oh, a couple congrats. months old? Yeah, thanks. It's awesome. I didn't do a lot of work, um, but uh, I'll take all of the high fives. Um, <laughs> um, but the um, but I, the kid like was doing a thing. I know you have kids, right? I, you talk about yeah. sometimes you have kids. So like when they're that when they're born, they don't have a schedule. And then and then like the notification I got when I had like the kid, um, I finally got him like sort of settled and everything's good. And then I get I get a notification through on the app on the fantasy on the Yahoo's fantasy app, and it just says you have been removed as commissioner of. <laughs> Um, and I had a wicked name. This lightsaber metrics was my, um, oh, that's solid. Yeah. The name of my team. And it just is like, like an hour after the draft, the commission just bumped me. I just was, it was a pretty serious league. I was like, Oh my God, how did I like space on that? But you got a screaming kid was going off. You know, you don't know what to do. So you got a hell of an excuse. I, I do. Mean, you got a newborn in so the house. I, might, I mean, I, 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 had, I don't have an excuse cause my kids are grown. They're 12 and 10. I don't have to wipe <laughs> butts anymore. He's so a different yeah. story. Well, but I just, I'm feeling like the thing where it was just like, but also even had I jumped in and remembered the draft, I would have had the worst one ever because I just hadn't put the energy into baseball, you yeah. know, and, and you need to put yeah. energy into it or you'll stink. So I, uh, I hope, I, I wish you all the best of luck, but I know from experience, you're, you're, it's going to be a rough first half of your season anyway, unless you can be a savvy <laughs> free agent guy and trade dude. Um, yeah, but hey, that's, that's accurate. Seat 16 is here upon us. Yep. Um, let's start. Um, how many brackets are you in? Like full ones. Oh, God. Uh, how much time do you have? Uh, I'm an absurd amount of brackets. Okay. And I'm not one of those like single sheets of integrity kind of guys. I do okay. a brain bracket, a gut bracket, and then yeah. a fade the noise, a fade Brad Evans bracket. Because inevitably, I'm going to get everything wrong. But what really sucks about this year's tournament is just how damn chalky it is. Yeah. Right? We have all the ones, twos, and threes still alive. So everybody's bracket is registering a pulse at this current moment in time. And if you went straight chalk, you're probably in the upper 5% of your pool, no matter how big or small it is. It's, it's totally, you know, my, I'm in obviously like an absurd amount of brackets as well, but, um, the, the one that matters, you always have the the one that matters, you know? And it's like, uh, the one that I'm in is in the Monday night football club that I'm a part of where like, 
I mean, if you win it, you get to lord it over everybody for the entire football season as well, right? So it's really important. It's a really important victory to get. It's not about the money that we all put into it. It's mostly just the cred that everybody everybody's in. And uh, I'm currently in second place um, in it. But I know, so this is what happens, though, is how you win these things. It's, it's, it's you got to pick, like, the not the obvious choice to win. Because I'm looking at the, the leaderboard, and everybody has Duke. It's like the top 15 guys have Duke. And uh, and there there I am all all alone by himself picking Gonzaga, so everybody's wow. getting shock now, right? So by the way, um, being second place like it's tight, it's really tight because everybody who had a bit of, you know, who who took faces, everyone's looking sitting pretty right now, but um, yeah, there I am. The only way I'm going to win this thing, the only chance in hell is in you know the final four that the Zags make it and then they knock off Zion and, and Duke, and it's just not looking good. Well, it's looking great because both those teams are still very much alive. And, yeah, and Duke, uh, you know, look, the blueprints out there to beat this team. We saw it in the last game. They should have lost. Yeah. They should have lost multiple times. <laughs> I mean, UCF had them on the ropes. Uh, they were just, you know, leving body blow after body blow uh, and then shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> A couple of times, the referees, you know, swallow their whistles. Uh, there are a lot of controversy going around, but still, they could have won the oh, damn man. game. It was so, yeah. I was freaking out, too, by the way. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I, w- I was as well. But I had a friend of mine who you want to talk about a serious freak out. He put a 1,000 U.S. down on UCF UCFD. to oh, win oh, straight God. up. Oh, my at God. At, like, plus, I think it was, like, plus 750, plus mm. 800, something around there. And just imagine if that Hawkins uh, Tippin or Dawkins Tippin would have, instead of, you know, rolling off the cylinder, would have fallen through it. I mean, just the pendulum of emotion that he was experiencing <laughs> in that snapshot, <laughs> in that moment with the ball, you know, just tenuously hanging on the rim and unfortunately falling off in terms of his wallet overall. But, I mean, crazy game. Oh, man. Crazy it's, game. You just, you feel for guys like that. They, A, have the cojones to jump on it. And then also, yeah. like, I don't even, I don't know. I get, like, nervous. I, I'm... Uh, four people, right? I like that projected anxiety where like, you know, if people's teams are doing well or there's something like that happening, I can't talk to them. Like, I don't know what to text them. It's like they've had a tragedy in their life and you're just trying to search for like the right words to say um, f- to them. And then and then the, the moment passes because it's sports and, it's, and it happens. But uh, I, I like always get extra nervous when it's not me betting, which is a strange thing. <laughs> I don't know what's matter. Well, it's all about budgeting, right? It's, you just can't go all in like that. Now, the guy that I, I mean, I know this guy. He's uh, somebody that works at Yahoo. He's one of the producers that we have. He's newly married. He has no children. Uh, he's, he's flush with cash because he's got this oh, job. All he's the had money for a couple in the world. Years. Yeah. So, I mean, he's in like <laughs> the best shape of his life financially right now <laughs> uh, because there are really no strings attached. And his wife's totally cool with it. And she works. So as long as she is supporting <laughs> his degenerate ways, then I see no issue with it. Me, I have to budget because I got to oh. make sure that I put food on the table and I got to make sure my kids go to college someday. So it's a little bit different circumstance. And that's, yeah, you and I are now, I now, I was there. I was where he was, um, you know, six months ago. And now I am no, I'm no longer there. And uh, yeah, and it probably increased my projected anxiety because now it actually really affects me. Um, your thoughts though on this, on this sweet 16. So, so by the way, are you, are, are you, you're looking pretty good in most of your brackets is what I gather. Just simply, you know, if you did the, the, the crazy thing or the non-crazy thing and had a bunch of, uh, oh, with all your myriad of brackets, a few that are actually high seated sweet 16, you're, you're probably alive in a few. 
Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've got a couple of uh, brackets that I turned in that have uh, 13 out of the Sweet 16 still live, all the Elite yeah. Eight, all the Final Four, the national title game uh, still intact. So I'm in good shape, you know, depending upon what happens here Thursday, Friday as it rolls into the weekend. And then let's start off with Duke because – uh, I agree with your philosophy and your strategy that you had in your pool going with the Zags. Anytime you could have zigged uh, against or away from Duke was a positive. Just to use an example, Tony Pickham on Yahoo Sports. Uh, we've got registration and a number of brackets into the millions. And 46.1% of the Tony Pickham population selected Duke to cut down the nets in Minneapolis and win the whole enchilada. So it, yeah. in that kind of a large pool environment, it's in your best interest to go against the grain. And I, I'm a Zags guy. The Zags were picked at about, uh, I think, 9% of Tony Pickham entries. I have Gonzaga and everyone except for the fade Brad Evans, fade the noise bracket. Uh, that one, I believe I have Tennessee, if I remember correctly, uh, really trying to go off the grid a little wow. bit with that pick. but. You look at Duke, you look at the matchup this week, uh, and my first two brackets, my gut and brain brackets, uh, both, I picked Ba Tech, Virginia Tech, to knock off Duke in this round. I think it's a team that, again, the blueprint is out based on what UCF did against Duke in the last round. Just zone them. That's all you got to do. Just pack the paint with your bigs, force them outside, and dare them to shoot the three. And they now, can't shoot granted, three. <laughs> the Devils hit 10 trays in the last game. But I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice. He's got to remember, entering the NCAA tournament, they were shooting 0.5% as a franchise, as a club. So uh, I will uh, be on pins and needles waiting to see that game and its outcome. And if the Hokies knock off uh, the Blue Devils, uh, I'm going to be doing shots of tequila and celebration. Yeah, yeah, so will I. I mean, I've got Duke advancing, actually, to, to take on the Zags. Uh, but at this point, just seeing how many high seeds are going through that, it's like, that's really the only chance I have is that they're out sooner than later, um, yeah. for me, because, uh, it really comes down to the Zags and they've got to do their job, but man, I'd like nothing, nothing more than that. Now the other side of the bracket, you know, I've actually got, you know, my final four is actually Duke Gonzaga. That's, that's clear. Um, I got Tennessee, North Carolina. In, on the other mm, side, nice. I know it's kind of a, it's kind of a wild one, but I don't think it's that crazy. It's not as crazy as Zags beating Duke, or or it, so it would be statistically speaking. Um, but on on that end of the bracket, who any highlights? Any highlighted teams that you're just looking at there? I mean, besides Duke being vulnerable right now, are there any teams on the other side that you're saying, hey, th these guys are are better than than we thought they would be? Well, on the right side of the bracket, I think the big storyline right now is P.J. Washington of yeah. Kentucky and his availability and health. Now, John Calipari on Wednesday morning uh, tweeted out a video of Washington, a video that Washington actually shared on his Instagram account of him walking around out of the boots, uh, looked like to be pain free, uh, walking around uninhibited. Uh, as well. So that that's a major development for the Kentucky Wildcats, knowing that PJ Washington is a borderline lottery pick in the NBA draft, a guy that really dominated in the post over the second half of the regular season, rolling that in to the SEC tournament. Of course, he was sidelined the first two games uh, for uh, the Wildcats against Abilene Christian, which they didn't need anybody. Uh, they could have <laughs> had the managers out there and they would have won that game. You and I could have. Uh, yeah, you yeah. and I would have probably messed around and maybe gotten. Uh, probably not a triple-double, but possibly a double-double. Yeah. I'll give us that much credit. Uh, but in the next game, you know, Wofford, Fletcher McGee, you know, 0 for 12 from three-point range uncharacteristically. Uh, he hits a couple of threes. That entire dynamic changes in that uh, game. 
Uh, but Kentucky survived in advance. And now, uh, you know, they, they've got a tough matchup here in this next uh, round against a, a Houston team that really flies up and down the floor. They're number one in the country in effective field goal percentage defense or the Cougs. Uh, they're top 12 in adjusted defensive efficiency. I'm really curious to see a how many minutes P.J. Washington can play and B when he is on the floor, how effective will he be? Will yeah. he be limited in some capacity? Sure. Are we getting 75% PJ? Are we getting 50% PJ? Or is it going to be close to 100%? That is going to be the deciding factor against the Houston team that many people have questioned throughout the year because they played not in the ACC or the Big Ten or the SEC, but in the American Athletic, as we saw with UCF against Duke. That's a pretty damn good league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. And the and, um, you know, for uh, for this matchup as well. I mean, I guess the line's probably going to get pushed um, once there's a little more um, with PJ, like he actually comes through or not. Um, they're two and a half, they're only two and a half point faves right now. By the way, if you want to talk point spread, minus one sixty on the. Um, I get it. Give me money. Houston. I like Houston. Yeah, plus two and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it as high as plus three. Yeah. Uh, in fi- you know, in favor of course of Kentucky laying the chalk there. Uh, but I like the Cougars. I think they match up well. Do they do they have the bigs necessarily like White's going to have to have the game of his life in the interior? No, but they have the guard play. And if you can kind of stretch Kentucky out, you can beat him along the perimeter. You can neutralize Ashton Hagens. And I think that's going to be the key matchup in this game is Hagens of Kentucky going up against Corey Davis of Houston. And if Davis gets the best of them, uh, that really bogs down the offense as a whole for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Hagens is that key glue guy as the facilitator, uh, any kind of scoring I feel is a luxury item. Uh, but I think Houston has the advantage there along the perimeter at the guard position. They just have to, uh, you know, match blow for blow inside the arc with Kentucky's bigs. Uh, that will be a tall task, but, uh, I would give the advantage to the guards, which means guard play is everything this time of year. And that's why I like Houston, uh, plus three. And I would probably have a little action as well in the money line. You got it. And, uh, it's a plus plus one sixty money line here. Hey, the uh, the ducks have uh, any hope in hell. Not nine point underdogs right now going up against Virginia to advance a little bit deeper. Plus three fifty five on the money line. Um, always love when that happens. Always love the twelve fives too. Hey, I just love explaining that to people who fill out their brackets as well. Uh, but the fact, like, I, I mean, I just don't see any way that Oregon's Oregon's trip here doesn't end uh, unceremoniously tomorrow night. Well, they've covered, though, in 10 consecutive games. Yeah, That's okay. the crazy Great thing about point. the Quackers. Uh, I mean, they're, they're getting it done in terms of the spread. What's interesting is uh, I think there's some sharp movement uh, that's impacted the line because it opened at 7.5. At most locations, it's up to 8.5 right now, uh, yet 61% of the public spread tickets are on Oregon. So that tells you something. Uh, the wise money, uh, the wise guys yep. are hammering the Cavaliers uh, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I actually think the smartest bet here is to take Oregon uh, in the first half. Uh, I think it's, you know, the, it's a game of limited possessions because both these teams relish the half court. They're very slow. And t- according to Ken Palm.com and adjusted tempo on the season, uh, I think Oregon's going to keep it tight in, in the first half. And then Virginia will open it up. It's going to teeter. I think that hook is really going to come into play. It could be an eight or nine point spread at the end. Based on, as you know, free throws or a yeah. garbage three, meaningless time, whatever it is that, you know, that always sways these kind of things. But if you really want to be sage with your cash, uh, I think the uh, the real bet here is, again, take an Oregon, which will probably be anywhere between plus four and a half, plus five, depending upon where you wager on that first half line. 
Well, there you go. Okay. I like it too. I like that, that nine, especially, yeah, I'm just looking at the stats of how it's moved up, but that's a crazy amount of points to go and um, something happened. You're right. There's, there was some, somebody did something somewhere to, to make it bump that much. So uh, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah. They cover all day. I mean, um, I just got to do a quick plug. You know, the last call sweet 16 tournament at bet online um, who keep the lights on for us. Uh, 25 K they got on the line for, yeah, I think it's $10 buy-in. Do as many up to five entries and uh, you get 25K if you're out. If your bracket's busted, you at least have a chance here. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think as many people's brackets are busted as uh, as, as one would uh, one would expect or usually is. You know, we only have one crazy super surprise with Oregon, right, coming through. And they've they've just been overachieving for the entire, uh, well, the entire tournament. And so the thing far. is, they're really not that big of a surprise. No, right? you don't this, think so. This is a team that was playing habanero hot basketball here down the stretch and the talent's always been there. Now they lost bowl bowl, the new bulls kid who's going to be a lottery pick. Who's under a cloud of suspicion right now with uh, whether or not you believe Michael Avenatti. I don't know why you would. And the (laughs) tweets he's throwing out there, you know, Stormy Daniels, former lawyer. (laughs) Uh, It's just a typical United States BS, right? It's like the guy that's tied to the porn star that Trump had an affair with is now trying to peel back the curtain on college basketball. Naturally. Uh, welcome to the United um, States yeah. in 2019. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is it is uh, an interesting dynamic and, you know, a lot of the events and controversy that's unfolding there. But, you know, Oregon on the court, even without Bowl Bowl, uh, he only played nine games this year. Uh, they found their groove. Peyton Pritchard's played brilliant basketball here down the stretch. Uh, and with that zone, uh, you know, they play a lot of two, three, they'll switch it up three, two at times. And the length and athleticism this club has under Dana Altman, uh, they thwart, they confuse, they bewilder the opposition. Right. Uh, and right now, you know, they're playing their best basketball in terms of scoring the rock. So it's, it's kind of all come together at the right time for the ducks. And that's why they're flying high and actually saving some face for a PAC 12 league that was largely down this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, Hey, yeah. When I say overachieving, um, uh, it's, it's less about, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more about, uh, uh, what, what they were supposed to accomplish, I guess, than what they actually did. These guys are unreal. Hey, I got to talk a bit about uh, fantasy football for a second. Do you mind if yeah, we uh, segue it. over? Um, Gronk is gone. We, we all know this, right? Gronk, Gronk's done for now. Um, but do you think now that they've changed the pass interference rules that you can actually challenge a non-call is this, if I'm Gronk and I'm sitting at home, do I just go like, Oh, wait a second. I'm basically held on every play. I'll just run directly at whoever is the linebacker or even if they have strong safety, I'm just going to run at them and make them tug on me. And then I, I'm going to catch the ball or get a penalty every play for the rest of my career. At, even if I'm a half speed limping shell of my former self Gronk. You know, Gronk right now, I mean, physically, he's got a ton of limitations. I mean, the guy's been battered, bruised, tattooed repeatedly here, you know, uh, in his late 20s. I, I don't blame him for hanging up the cleats. You know, he allegedly, uh, according to Gronk himself and his money managers, he's never spent a single dime of one of his game checks. So he's got plenty of cash in the bank. He's been living off endorsement deals. Uh, he's a guy that could go out there, you know, call up Vince McMahon and say, hey, I'm going to come wrestle in the WWE. Vince would cut him a huge check. He would be a major attraction. He's come out and said, too, he wants to be the next rock, uh, though he is a bit of a dunderhead, it seems like. He's a guy that, you know, <laughs> yeah. he could probably go out there and toss fools over cliffs or throw cars or whatever he wants to do. And people would pony up, you know, $10, $12 a movie ticket to watch. Watch the explosions and Gronk with his shirt off. 
or he could just, you know, perform in the thunder from down under, you know, go out yeah. there with grease chest, uh, grind on a pole for the ladies, make it rain, hundred dollar bills <laughs> yeah. and live his best life. He's got so many avenues to make money that I think uh, through and through he's done with football. I, I think it's just uh, taking a toll on him physically. I think it's taking a toll on him mentally. Even if Tom Brady picks up the phone in November and says, we need you come back Gronk. Uh, I think Gronk's going to be like, sorry, bro. Uh, I'm living the time of my life right now. So yeah. I, think, I think it's done. Uh, even with the rules changes and everything else, you're going to see Gronk just uh, reeling it in, in terms of the, you know, the cash flow and another business sector that is not tied to football. Yeah, it's definitely it's it, it's an odd conversation um, when you have players that just don't care about the money. Like he he clearly doesn't. He just go. He's just like ah, whatever. What is his actual motivation for doing it? I think you know you know I mean, he almost retired at the in the offseason last year when they were going to yeah. trade him. You know, so it's for, for him. I guess winning is it why why he didn't. Uh, but mostly it was just you know uh, probably accomplishing a few things. Right, you got to read the, between the lines there and say that well. You know what? He had a pretty he had a pretty good season, pretty healthy season for the most part for a Gronk. Um, uh, made you know and ended out on top, got a Super Bowl. You know this probably his currency is is not actual currency. His currency is something like that. And you're absolutely right. I don't I don't think he cares about as much stuff unless maybe it's 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 the winning. But uh, I can't imagine what his off seasons are like. He must just live with ice packs all over his body the entire t- entire time. And we, we just don't get to see that, that part of it because he gets, he doesn't get tackled. He gets speared on every single play that he yeah, ever touches he the ball. He, you know, he just, people hurl themselves at him. They don't tackle the guy. That's always an interesting one, but it's always great because I bring it up and it's close to my um, heart because um, our most obnoxious guy in the league that matters for my fantasy football um, has Gronk. Um, in fact, named his daughter's middle name is Gronk. Um, oh I'm not even lying. God. His daughter's yes. His daughter's middle name. Yeah, is it's, Gronk. It's LeGronk. I'm not lying. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That is spectacular. He is an uh, insane I, I human being. I feel sorry for the explanations for her later life. So let's hope Gronk stays out of the porn industry. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got so many. This is there's so much that can go wrong with this. But if you knew the guy, <laughs> right. you'd be like, it's so perfectly him that it makes so much sense. It's almost too perfect. Uh, but he has to every year. He's kept Gronk on his team. Because he just can't. He we have a two keeper. It's a two keeper league, um, and he he can't get rid of him. And now he has to. And it's it's my favorite thing. So I just need reassurance. He's probably not going to come back because it just makes me feel so much better that he has to dump him now. And uh, yeah, and, look, and, if we were going to set like a percentage odds on this, uh, you know, what's the chance that Gronk? you know, has a reunion with the new England Patriots at some point in the 2019 season, I would say it's less than 10%. Well, I, do, I, I have done the actual odds on bet online. Um, dot AG right now. He's actually, it's, um, it's some of the worst, but playing the NFL, not, not the worst. The worst is being a male stripper or playing in the CFL or, uh, or plus 5,000, but playing in the NFL is plus 1200. So, I mean, it's not, he, he's got a better chance of being an NFL commentator or the favorite, obviously is fighting in the WWE. Um, but even hosting a podcast has better odds, um, than him actually playing in the NFL. But I just like, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, you always, you always have a different perspective to think of players guys do. Um, another, another couple of things I wanted to go over with you. Cause I was listening to the, uh, the fantasy record podcast that you guys have on podcast one and iTunes and all those awesome places. Um, and you had this interesting quote, um, from Sean Payton or supposedly allegedly a Sean Payton quote. Um, and in, instead of getting into the actual quote, cause go listen to your podcast to hear the whole thing. You guys go into it. Um, I just want to talk a bit about is, is Sean Payton like 
a, f- a fantasy football aficionado, I feel like most coaches and even players for that matter try to pretend it sort of doesn't exist. And it's a bit late now because we know how important it is to just everybody and to players, but they all sort of like try not to go down that road a little bit. But he, according to this quote, he just lit it up. And then, the, and then the, 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 between the lines on that is like, Oh shit. Like Sean Payton, like really knows about fantasy and loves it and probably like plays in a bunch of leagues secretly. Um, how cool is that? Um, oh, it's amazing. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, yeah, it's one of the greatest quotes. Of, if you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out on social media. Of course, as you mentioned, listen to the uh, fantasy record podcast. We go on all the do- gory details about it, but he hit it right on the head. I mean, fantasy has propped up the NFL. So is gambling. Let's be honest. Yeah. The NFL wouldn't be in its current position without those two uh, mediums really, you know, pushing it to the max. Uh, you know, the fantasy players are the ones that are investing in Sunday ticket. They're the ones that are following every single game. They're the smartest, most informed, most engaged fans that are out there. And sports betters are as well. I mean, they're two peas in the same pot. That's why the overlap between the fantasy playing audience and sports gambling audience is right around 70%, meaning, you know, what, uh, <laughs> you know, what percentage of fantasy players would be willing to make a wager over the course of a single single year. Uh, and again, that's at 70% according to Ipsos research, but yeah, it is a great confluence. I'm glad that Sean Payton is on team fantasy. Uh, he benefits from it just like every other NFL player does. Yeah, there's some annoyances like it, it. I hate it when people go out there and start trolling dudes on Twitter. If they dropped a pass in a game <laughs> and ruin their fantasy game or whatever it is, nobody cares about that. You know, have some, uh, humility, have some heart, uh, but one of my favorite stories, and we actually didn't share this on the podcast. I'll share it with you. Uh, Maurice Jones drew now works at the NFL network. This is public. He's, uh, he's told this story before. Uh, and he told me this years ago when he was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, of course, uh, Mojo, uh, at that time, he was like a first round fantasy pick of the running back position, a guy that did a little bit of everything, but he's playing with the Jags. They're getting crushed. And it's late in the game. Greg Jones is the uh, kind of the hybrid fullback halfback. And it's weird saying fullback because they really don't exist in the NFL anymore. And it's late in the game. And the call came in to the quarterback. And I think it was Bortles still at that time. And the call comes to the quarterback again. They're in meaningless action. They're at a first and goal. And and the, the call was basically an up the gut handoff to the fullback. And MJD says, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this. This game is over. I I have me on my fantasy team. <laughs> Blake, you got to call an audible. I'm dead serious about I mean, this. I, I have to win my game. You need to give me the damn rock. Oh, I love so, it. No bullshit. Bortles goes a line. He calls an audible, calls it out of Greg Jones. Jones is still on the field, basically in an I formation. So Jones throws a block and MJD tumbles into the end zone for six. And according to Mojo, that play was the reason why he won his fantasy game that week. That's amazing. I wish more players would be like that. Draft yourself, <laughs> man. I love it. I love it. And know, it is good stuff. Man. It is so I'm like, good. I, I've, I've been in drafts with NFL <laughs> players that are still playing in the league, and they always take themselves first, no matter how good or bad they are. Oh, and man. Mojo was always that guy. And, and there were situations where I was in a draft where Mojo – I think had like the 12th pick in a 12 team draft. He knew that somebody was going to take him ahead of his spot. So he traded up and gave up a ton of draft equity so he could secure the rights to himself in the same league. Man, that would be so weird though, to be playing in a league where somebody else owned you. 
What if you're playing against yourself this week, you know? (laughs) What the hell do I do? Yeah, he probably is so emotional about it that he's like, I can't perceive a situation where, like, if I score this touchdown, I lose my fantasy matchup this week, yet we win the game. Or maybe we don't win the game. Maybe, you know, it's, oh, man. I, I, mean, I love it. I love that they do that, though. I wish they were just more forthright with it. Um, I got one last thing to go over with you that's, uh, that's kind of awesome. Um, I do play a ton of fantasy, um, uh, everything, but fantasy football is my favorite. And uh, I'm going to propose an idea to you. Um, you can start your own or, or I'll invite you to it. You may have heard it before, so stop me if I haven't. But um, I play in a kickers-only fantasy league. Oh, get out of here. So what we've done is we've, we've skewed this, the point um, and the stats for kicking to make it like egregiously hilarious. So um, you 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 draft three. Um, it's a small league. We're probably going to go down because it is getting popular. But you you have two kickers that you start every single week. We might go down to one, draft two, and pick one just so we get more people in the league. Um, but the the fun part of it is things like. And it's really great with the new rules on kicking and guys are missing extra points and stuff like crazy that it's like if you hit, you get your three points for hitting just like, you know, 20 to 30 yarder. But if you like miss an extra point, that's like you, it's like minus 80 points. If you, uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's, it's crazy. If you, if you miss uh, a field goal that's like within 20 to 30 yards or whatever, it's like minus 70 points or something like that. If you make, uh, you know, 55 plus, it's like. 500 points. So you have these amazing, um, like crazy skews in, in games where like you could just be behind all week and, and a guy on your other team misses two extra points, M- might make a couple field goals, miss extra points and you beat them by 50 points. It may, it might be the funnest league I've been in, in the last couple of years. And well, I, and I tell you what, that, that is a wild league because truth, uh, it'd be told here. Uh, I hate kickers in fantasy. This is why I, I we did it. Soul is killing machine. This is why we did it, uh, man. Well, that's great. Like if it's a kicker only <laughs> league, okay, that's fine. Like yeah. you're on an Island there, but I don't want them anywhere close to your traditional quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end setup. Like I'm fine with team defense. I would be fine even rolling in kicker points into team defense. So it's like special teams and defense together. That's sensible, but to have a wasted position on a kicker, I want nothing to do with it, but I, I, I commend you for the creativity. I think what you guys should do, I just, you know, why exclude punters? Put them in there. We, Why the hell not? This is yeah. The automated scoring is the only thing restricting us to make it the most absurd fantasy football league in the history of existence. And once we find those solutions, the the punters have come up. There, but I, it's fun to hear you say because it literally only came to fruition because of our absolute disdain and the giant arguments and debate within our fantasy league about kickers and how useless they are and how they screwed everything up. And then uh, we just went and did this on the side to maybe make ourselves feel a little better and care a little more. And uh, it quickly became one of my my um, my favorite leagues to be in um, this year. So don't um, don't be surprised if you get a Yahoo invite um, just anonymously from Damon um, nearing the season That's to great. jump, jump in. It, on the I league. think it's brilliant. I mean, anytime you can have like some side action <laughs> on your fantasy league, whether you're you know wagering uh, against the spread picks or player props, uh, but this is a whole nother level of of absurdity. And being somebody that probably needs to be in a straitjacket, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, this is the. There's nothing greater than just cheering for a missed extra point on the Jags game that happens early and you were barely awake for, and uh, and that's like the best, you know, your your favorite uh, play of the day. It just it changes 
Absolutely everything, Brad. I'm, I'm, trust me on that. Um, hey, buddy, um, you're absolutely fantastic, man. Thanks so much for doing this with us. Yeah, my pleasure, and uh, good luck in your kicker league. Uh, I get Goskowski. I, I mean, that's about the only I advice I could potentially give you. I, I do, you know, and and uh, I, I have him. Um, it's not a keeper league, but I had him last year, and uh, he didn't have the the greatest year. He did not have the greatest year last year, so it was uh, I did not win the league this year. I made the finals, but I didn't win it, unfortunately. It's a buy-low opportunity. It, it maybe it was. I mean, I should deal him here in the offseason. Guys, Brad Evans, Fantasy Record Podcast on Podcast One, also Yahoo Sports Writer. Um, how can people find you on the, uh, on the internet machine if they're trying to find you, man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Yahoo Noise. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. Team Chevos is the handle <laughs> with an H. Uh, I always share my love for tequila, college basketball, the NFL through those channels. So check those out. Uh, and of course, again, the fantasy record podcast, download it wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. I think you'll enjoy it. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, enjoy the sweet 16, man. Yeah. Good luck to you. Thank you, sir. All right. Big ass. Thanks there to Brad Evans from fantasy record podcast. Uh, what a good dude, man. The guy knows a lot about a lot, a lot of stuff. Go, go check him out at fantasy record. Uh, it's hilarious. You got to go check out that, um, that Sean Payton story too, on their latest episode. Uh, it's unreal. Anyways, uh, we got to call it. I'm David D. Thanks for tuning in folks. Uh, head to betonline.ag. Get in that, uh, $25,000, um, sweet 16 last call bracket challenge, as well as, uh, use the promo code review and get yourself a little extra dough in your account if uh, you use it. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, adios, muchachos.